Hey, Andrew. Hey, Greg. Did you watch Neon Genesis Evangelion episodes 22 through 24? I did, and we are approaching the end. Ends? Ends, or possibly a beginning. Oh, no, there, there's definitely two endings. <laughs> <laughs> it is... It, say one thing about... Um, Evangelion, even though there are multiple endings, none of them are setting up sequels. <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. Uh, I was trying to quote Gendo because I feel like he keeps saying something similar to that. Oh, yeah, no, that is, some, that is some Gendo nonsense. Yeah. Um, um, the beginning of the Human Instrumentality Project. Which um, the status of is still unclear. Mm, yep. <laughs> so... Um, you've already said you found these, uh, these three episodes perplexing. Is that a good way to characterize it? Yeah, I mean, a lot happened, and there are a lot of, like, dreamy, weemy sequences going on. Mm-hmm. Which I don't mm-hmm. always handle the best. Oh, oh, good. Uh, because I don't always know what's going on, especially when it's not doing a good job of telling me what's going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, 22. Yes. We kind of start with a little bit of... Backstory to Asuka. Yes. Um, flashing back to what is probably her and Kaji on the aircraft carrier before she shows up in episode three or four. Correct. Um, and she is like just like aggressively coming on to him. Yeah. Um, but also like getting the most explicit we've seen her be about like her motivations. Like she wants to be seen in a, as an adult and she's she wants attention and she wants attention of the adult slash male variety yes. particularly towards her body in a overtly sexual fashion yes yeah that scene was a little uncomfortable uh-huh and then and then you got to watch it like a hundred times yeah because <laughs> that's what we do in this show yeah um but before we get there uh more flashbacks for Oscar. Um, if the last one wasn't uncomfortable enough, we find out that her, her mom at some point had a mental breakdown, couldn't tell the difference between Asuka and a doll. And while all this is happening, Asuka's dad, dad then like bangs Asuka's mom's doctor like in the next room. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's or or at least that's that's imp- the implication pretty heavily implied. <laughs> like and I mean. Is that like exactly what happened or is that the sort of thing where you're just kind of overlaying a bunch of different events for s- storytelling convenience? You know, mm-hmm. like just the audio of something. But anyway, that happened. Yeah. So then then we cut to Asuka's mom's funeral uh, post suicide where Asuka like is making a point to not cry. Right. So cool way to start start an episode. And it's, uh, I'm not sure if it's here or if it's during the dreamy weemy sequences, but it, it, did I, was it implied that like her parents were also somehow involved in the Ava project from the beginning? Um, yes. Okay. So that's what yeah. I thought. I just want to make sure. But it's not clear to what extent, but. Right. Because there is like, scene. oh, this is all happening while we're in the midst of working on XYZ or something like a line along those lines. Yeah. I think later on, um, it might even be in one of the later episodes but we're because because like kid oscar runs and says like oh i've been chosen to be a pilot yes that's right yeah like yeah so there's some kind of connection there but it's not really totally clear um so great so oscar's pretty fucked up (laughs) yeah um 
and that all culminates. We're back in the present. She's doing a sync test and her sync rate is has gone to shit, mm-hmm. um, which we've established is not only like the degree of like psychic emotional connection with the Ava, but also kind of this this show's version of like power level. It's just shorthand for how good of a pilot you are. So now that's not going to help her self-esteem because so much of it was based on how good of a pilot she is. So Asuka's going to have a bad, a bad week. Um, uh, and this is, you know, this was all kind of prompted by her getting her ass handed to her with the battle with uh, the last angel, Zeruel. Um, the one in he, space. Oh, no, this is the from the previous episode. Oh, oh the yeah, ribbon, yeah, yeah. Slicey ribbon boy. Yes, yes. Um, you know, just completely housed her, uh, yes. which, you know, broke her confidence. And now now she's here. We get a. Brief, brief, brief reprieve from um, the, the darkest corners of her psyche uh, for a little bit of clandestine action with uh, Misato's trying to get to the bottom of the mysteries. Fi- we learn that Nerve is mass producing Ava's. Yes. For some reason. Yes. As many all the way up to unit number 13. Um, and now we're right back to Asuka again. <laughs> I also have written down here, and I, I'm forgetting uh, the context, but I have, oh my god, the elevator scene. There's a scene where someone is in an <laughs> elevator, and they're just like, nothing is happening. Oh no, it's, it's yeah, it's Asuka and Ray. Yeah. And they're in the elevator, and just like, neither of them are saying anything, and it goes, like, they just, it just happens for so long. It's just like, nothing is happening, no movement, just like the noises of the elevator going down. Uh-huh. And so, how do you feel about long still shots in this anime? <laughs> like i'm starting let's talk about that one later but (laughs) yeah in this context it was better because like i was just about to be like oh come on and then like then they finally did something and that like you could feel the the energy also once again the scale like how big nerve is when this elevator is just like going and going and going and going and going so she she gets a little matter ray yeah they have this weird argument um um where oscar starts calling ray a doll and we had a little scene earlier where we kind of reestablished that Asuka's really starting to get jealous of Rey, mm-hmm. not only because she's a better pilot, but there's also definitely some jealousy around Shinji. So she gets in this weird argument with Rey, calling Rey a doll, and Rey says like some weird Rey shit back to her about like, yeah. why do you pilot Neva? And just and then Asuka just slaps her, and I'm like, that seems excessive. But also, Rey, you're just you're getting a little spooky, kid. Um, and but also definitely that bit about a doll and her mom had this thing with this uh, with a doll and Asuka's feeling replaced by dolls. Something about all of that. <laughs> um, uh, and, and then her mother hung herself, correct? Yeah, we get there. We get that during the psychological warfare. Yes. Um uh so and then so so then the angel shows up thank god <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah and, and, and you're like great i get it asuka's asuka's had a rough go yeah like, asuka's unraveling can we please and and oh boy she's got a tortured past and it sucks and i i'm i'm empathizing with her and great okay so now an angel shows up and it's like oh good I see where the arc of this is going. She's having a breakdown about her worth and all of that. So an angel is going to show up and this is an opportunity for her to 
through the battle with the angel, she will reestablish her self-worth. Right? That's how shows work. Yeah, right. That's totally what's going to happen here. That is how they, right. <laughs> Set up payoff. Um, so it's a, it's a really cool looking angel. It's some weird like space wings. Um, and uh, they're trying to shoot it out of the sky. Um, and Asuka's like, get out of the way, Ray. I'm going to handle this. I'm going to prove myself. I'm going <laughs> to overcome my emotional issues. Um, so she tries to shoot it out of the sky. It doesn't work. And then it immediately hits her with the psychic beam. Uh, and things get rough. Yeah. All that unraveling that was happening in Asuka's head is double down a hundredfold. Yes. And we see the scenes replayed again and again and agonizing just like weirdness. Yep. We get a little more information as I alluded to. We get, you know, that clearly... Ray's or uh, Asuka's mom hung herself. Uh, also, um, we get more notes about like you know Asuka's jealousy. It's bad news. Yeah, I mean, it's effective in that it really establishes like it breaks down her character and like you understand that she's become this overachiever because she craves attention. Some of that is sexualized. Some of it is just you know, um, wanting the attention she didn't get from her parents. Um, was it implied that she was abused? Cause I picked that up somewhere in there. I didn't catch that. She kept saying she was dirty and that she was like soil. And I was just like, I like, oh. on the in- I don't know if that's like, yeah, I think like that's, I, or also was kind of like, is that what the Ava's making her feel like? I, I think that the, that the angels psychic attack, um, I mean, there are a lot of people who interpret this as a rape scene. Okay. In terms of the way she reacts to it. Yeah. Um, this is a difficult thing to watch for a number of reasons. Um, uh, and it and it and it's it extra sucks because you're like you feel like this character was is traumatized enough, right? Like it almost feels cruel because you're like we get it. Like she was traumatized enough to the point in a TV show where. Okay, she is now in the traumatized category. You know what I mean? It's like you've done enough, Evangelion. We get it. Um, uh, so yeah, not super easy to watch, but I mean, I think on the balance, like a pretty important thing and pretty effective. Um, and I also like some of the things they did that I noticed is I think because they keep looping these same little moments. But I think that what they've actually what they actually do is in a lot of those moments, I think they change her voice actress a couple times in those. Mm, like, yeah, I thought they were just modulating it, but you could be right. I, I, I think they might have like at some point had like Misato's actress read her lines and Ritsuko's actress read her lines, um, which I, it, which is if what they were doing is like a really interesting trick because it's like this what's going on in her head this you know she wants to be an adult she wants to be recognized and that she is something in her mind is like trying to synthesize herself with the other women in her life uh and there's even yeah. something about those those lines that she keeps repeating to herself like there are i read somewhere that each one of those lines has something to do with like that's the first line you see her give to various other characters in the show so it's like mm-hmm. her first impression through their eyes i don't know it's weird it's effective um but who boy it's rough yes it's um, very rough but we are granted a reprieve the reprieve we feel like we should have gotten when um 
uh, Gendo orders Ray to step in, and the, at first the the sniper rifle doesn't work. It's too you know the, the range, so she has to go get the spear of Longinus from Terminal Dogma, which is that big red fork that was piercing the Adam monster. Get a gross ass scene where she pulls that out, and it's gross legs regrow spontaneously. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sila is very upset that Gendo is doing this. Yeah. Apparently, this is a big no no for yeah space magic reasons. And they're 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 mad about using the sphere, but they're also worried about the Ava coming in contact with the angel with Adam. Yeah. Because that it's going to cause another impact. Then they sort of reveal that like this isn't what caused the second impact. And hence, it does not cause a third impact. Right. And then Ray chucks that spear at yeah, the she does. speed of fucking light. Yeah. With a cool scene where it, I like the scene. It like hits the AT field and starts to kind of like drill. And then it like pops out these little like drilly things that yeah. propel it even further. And that cuts through and hits the angel killing it. And then it's yep. now sitting out in space somewhere. Yep. On its and way I- to the moon, they say. And that's what Seal is mad about is that the, I guess they said the spear was integral for some reason and now yep. it's lost. Yep. Uh, I wanted to point out this was ironic because I was like, the spear of Longinus, huh? That's a weird name. I knew what it was referencing, like the spear that, you know, speared Jesus, allegedly. As he, um, as he hung on the cross on Golgotha. Uh, and immediately after I watched these episodes, I went and watched the last episode or two of Sabrina. And the new a, Sabrina. The new Sabrina. No, the actual sitcom. Yeah, not not um, the... They brought up the spear of... Melissa Joan Hart? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and in that show, like, immediately afterwards, they're like, there's a character, I won't spoil anything, but he's just like, ha, the only thing that can kill me is the spear of Longinus. So I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never heard of that. I mean, I've heard of this before, but, like, in two shows, immediately, like, what am I watching? What kind of world do I live in? And then I went down a Wikipedia rabbit hole about the spear of Longinus. So many questions about it. I could tell you a lot about it. Sure. Um... um there is there is a holy relic existent in the world purported to be the actual spear, right? It's not just a mythological thing, uh, like yeah. the Holy Grail. Yeah, I mean, like, like like any of these things. Who knows? No, it's definitely not like nothing. Oh, it isn't. I mean, there's. I mean, these things are like unless it's a relic that relates to a, a saint that was living in like the Middle Ages. Like none of these things are. Most of them have been tested and proved okay. false. It, it, the, the dates don't line up. Yeah, yeah. So. uh you know, they like just like they found quote unquote pieces of the true cross during the crusades and things like that. It's like none right. of these things. It's just a piece of wood, guys. The nails, the nails that you know nailed Jesus to the cross. There's like 150 of <laughs> yep. them around the world. Like, <laughs> there's only so many guys. There's approximately two, maybe four if you're being really thorough. But like, <laughs> um, but it was interesting because it wasn't named in in the the Longinus was the name of the centurion who poked Jesus in the side, mm-hmm. giving the fifth. Uh, injury fifth holy wound as they call it mm-hmm. um but he was not named in the bible at least the bible we know he was named in like an apocryphal gospel yeah. and then the spear you know and he he allegedly helped to, he he converted eventually and was like this saint of like soldiers and things so but yeah so wasn't it also a part of the the legend is that um he was actually african as well or am i or am i misremembering that Mm, I didn't see that, but okay. you could be right. I mean, I it's all made up at this point. Yeah, <laughs> None of this is real. Um, but yeah, so it seems like they named a lot of the side characters in some of the apocryphal um, gospels and Gnostic gospels, uh, as opposed to in the Bible itself, like the other two mm-hmm. dudes on the cross and, and the crosses and all the people around, you know, got to have some side characters, right? When you do the revision. 
yeah. yeah, so I'm sure it's the exact same thing that uh, Ray just chucked into space. Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the, the one that looks like a kind half Twizzler, half, uh, <laughs> half um, tuning fork. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. And it ends up in the moon and apparently there was a thing of who knows how true it was, but apparently at one point there was a, a Japanese Kickstarter to actually go to the moon and build one, build a <laughs> monument, lands of land, Longinus, spear of China sticking out of the moon, uh, which I would have supported. Um, yeah. anyway, um, so, yeah, actually just like a really good like another like really good like 30 seconds of cool action animation of just like the motion of her like getting ready to throw it like it yeah. just it looks like an Olympic like an Olympic javeliner. Um, and then you got this like this just really great anime shit of like it like breaks through the clouds and like just like, creates this huge shockwave and just opens up the sky. And then yeah, it, it was really cool. Yeah, really good um really well animated um another bit of animation that i i I liked in this episode i didn't notice it until now that um depressed asuka's hair is darker Mm. and her face the the art style of her face is a little different i noticed that too actually it's a little softer a little bit more naturalistic if that makes sense like it's just done in a slightly different style but it's less cartoonish and kind of i don't know she always had kind of a, a slightly devilish look to her do you know what i mean yeah it's it's almost like in my opinion it sort of felt like she's part of the show now yeah like like before her face her animation her anima- animation uh, animated just uh, descriptors you know the way it looked was very much like i said looked like a different anime where after this she looks like much more like the other characters in the show as far as the style goes which yeah can't can imagine was not purposeful yeah, and I think that's one of the things that animation can do that um, traditional filmmaking, it would be harder to do, you know. I mean, you could do some of this with makeup where, you know, and, and hair and lighting and stuff where you you can kind of create a subtle visual change that either connects or alienates one character from the rest of the show. Um, but again, this was the sort of thing that I didn't notice until again, like my third watch or so, she looks different too. And I think it's a really effective way of, along with all the shit that we had to go through with this episode, but also like bringing her into a more sympathetic position, um, you know, to kind of have a slight visual change as well. So you can kind of relate to her a little bit more and, you know, they kind of bring her off this pedestal. So I think it was very, very well done. Um, Again, kind of a scarring episode to sit through, but there it is. Yeah, um, it was a rough one. Yeah, it's definitely a rough one. I feel like it, this could have been a situation for pacing of the show where maybe giving us little breadcrumbs of Asuka's backstory a little bit earlier might have helped us become more ingratiated to her character. Yeah, in my opinion. But yes, totally, totally fair that especially these la- these these three episodes, you're like, holy shit, where was all of this for the last 20? <laughs> Correct. Where were you, show? It's like the opposite of the Game of Thrones problem. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, like, all of a sudden, we're just like, holy, slow down, guys, slow down, slow down, slow down. Um, uh, anyway, so should we talk about episode 23? Yeah, which there's a big, a big reveal in this episode. Mm, yeah. Class rep has a name. <laughs> she I, does. I don't know what it is because I didn't write it down, but... When I guess 
uh, Asuka is staying with her a little bit um, after the incident, and she's like playing Sega Genesis and hanging out, and he she calls her by her name. Hikari. Is that what her name is? Mm-hmm. Hikari Hiraki, which is difficult, because it's like, they're just like one letter apart from each other. Yeah. So, but, uh, rest, rest, rest at ease, folks. She's got a name. She does. She Maybe does. only the girls call her by her name, and to the men, she's just class rep. We'll Maybe. never know. Um, so yeah, so she's, she's run away. She's having, like, mopey times with, uh, Hikari. Um, and then we get a little bit more Seal is mad at Gendo for losing the spear. They talk about sending him a warning and they are doubting his loyalty. And then all of a sudden an angel shows up again. I've been thinking for this one. Uh-huh. I call it the Casino Halo Angel. The Casino Halo Angel. Because it's like a halo, but it has a little exit, like red X's that look like you're at a casino all around uh-huh. it. Yeah. So like the roulette halo. Well, and it's not roulette. It's like on a slot machine. You know, like when the X's come down, like uh, three X's, you okay. win. Roulette's was, like the spinny thing. I always thought it looked a little bit like a DNA double helix. Mm, I could see that too. Um, Although helixes aren't X's, like the crosses on. But I see what you're getting for. Getting yeah, that. yeah. Um, interestingly, another thing, you know, pointed out as I was doing research, that interesting that um, the last angel was just like disembodied wings. And this angel is like a disembodied halo. Mm. And like we're really getting into the imagery. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's this big halo thing. And they send Ray out to go attack it. Um, and then it like unwinds itself into like a laser snake. <laughs> yeah, this one was coolly, very coolly animated. Yeah. Um, also, one other note is that during the discussion with Sila, they sort of, they mentioned that, I don't know if it's been mentioned yet, but they... They know how many angels there are yes. going to be, which is sort of like they said something about we needed the spear for the last one or something like that. Or maybe this one. Yeah. This is the second to last one. Or is this the last one? No, this, this is, is not the last one. This is the third to last one? This is the second to last. Second to last one. Um, and but yeah, this thing like snaps apart and basically like dives into Ray. Yeah. And does like weird bubbly corruption things, stuff. But things, different, get, things get all veiny. Yeah. Things get real veiny and weird places. But uh, I didn't like this one. It was gross. Yeah. Um, so it, it like starts to like biologically corrupt Ray. And the angel. And the, or, and the Ava. Sorry. And the Ava. Yeah. Um, but then also like makes contact with her mind. Mm-hmm. And they have some kind of conversation about loneliness. Yeah. And then, like, this giant, like, weird brown growth comes up out of the Ava's back, and it's, like, made up of, like, parts of all the different angels we've seen so far. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, it's it's a blinker, you'll miss it kind of thing. And it's get just getting gross and bad, so they send, they, um, they try to send Asuka out to fight it, but that doesn't work, because she's just, she can't synchronize at all anymore. Mm-mm. Um, and then uh, there's some interaction where Asuka basically realizes that Gendo is trying a lot harder to save Ray than Gendo tried to save Asuka a couple episodes yeah. back, which I mean, I'm like, come on guys. She's been through enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. This um, felt like salt in the wound on, yeah. on this part. So, so our boy Shinji has to, um, has to get out there and, and try to save Ray. Um, so he just like tries to go fight the other end of the laser snake. And surprise, surprise, does the same thing to him. And it gets, but it gets weirder and worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he's it, like, f- turns into Ray a little bit. Yeah, like naked Ray. Yeah. 
Oh, I had a comment from last episode. Uh huh. There was a lot of scenes with nakedness in it again. Uh huh. Um, or no, it was a scene with it was seen with Oscar. She was like going in the tub and like it was part of that like whole dirty, um, worthless kind of thing. Yeah. But she doesn't have nipples. Um, I think. Uh, I noticed that before in the show, they've soon seen like the scenes with Shinji when he had the three women, you yeah. know, desiring him. Like they, I wasn't sure if that was because they were just like dream people, and Shinji maybe didn't understand. No, what, like, I think that nipples was. Were yet, I think that's just some like get around the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But not to jump ahead, but in twenty four, there's definitely a lot of nipples. I was like, what are we doing yeah. here? Like, yeah. pick one. <laughs> like, make up your mind, guys. Make up your mind. Because yeah. like, it makes me confused if it's like real or not. You know what I mean? Like, oh, is this scene happening or is it in someone's head where everyone's just looks like a Barbie doll? Yeah. No, like, I think I don't the, know. the Barbie doll bo- bodies, I think, are a way to get around some censorship things. Gotcha. Uh, in a very ham-handed way. Yeah. I mean, I, I think mean, it's not that, important to me. I'm not saying I need to see nipples. No, I was just confused. It is weird. But then it also it's and I don't know if it's intentional or like it just ended up working out that way. But then like later on in episode 24, when you actually see nipples, you're like, eh. yeah, I don't know. It's like it, it's a little bit more jarring. Mm-hmm. And because it's the first time you're seeing them and it is in a very unerotic context. Correct. So maybe that's intentional to just give you even more of a even more willies when it happens. But anyway. Uh, we were talking about nipples. Oh, yeah. Naked Ray. Yeah. Uh, so the angel, like, starts taking on Ray's form to, like, screw with Shinji, even to the point where, like, little Ray faces are, like, bubbling up out of its skin. Yeah, it was really gross. Yeah. And naturally, that makes Shinji quite upset. <laughs> yeah. Reasonably. Um, but it also starts to do its weird, veiny thing with him. Um, so we cut back to Ray and... She's having an emotional moment through all of this and basically has some realization about her relationship with Shinji. Yeah, I think she realizes who she is to him. It's weird because she says she wants to be with him, which is... But I don't think she's meaning sexually. Yeah, I hope not because it does seem like she makes some connection with whatever part of her is Yui. Right, to the Um, extent of which we're not positive right but there's clearly right there's something some connection yeah whether she's Um, a direct clone or who knows but and so she decides she wants to be with him but that means self-destructing in order to kill the angel yeah she sucks it all back in and then blows herself up yeah in a really super gross kind of reverse pregnancy scene yeah like, there was a lot of just, like, the general imagery of it clearly uh, wanted to bring to mind, like, pregnancy and, and childbirth, mm-hmm. um, which is great, again, considering that we are already being, like, she's making some connection with the maternal thing here. Right. Um. So, cool. So, she completely self-destructs um, uh, in order to save Shinji, um, and then the show is like, yep, she's dead. So we cut back to like Shinji and Misato and, and Shinji's like naturally depressed. But then it seems like Misato is like, oh, I know it'll cheer you up. Want to bang? Yeah. Like, I I was confused by that scene because like at first I thought she was just being like, I don't know what to do. But like put it like she put it. I thought she was just being like consoling and Shinji. But then she was just like her reaction. I was like, wait, was she trying to like make yeah. a move? It seems like that's what's happening. And he and he rejects it. Probably rightly so. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, on one hand, I guess I could kind of understand that she doesn't know how to help people in these situations. 
and like the only so she goes to kind of the only thing she knows which is sexual contact even though we know we learned in the previous episodes that like really her only sexual experience was with kaji and his too right didn't he say that i don't know if he said that or not i thought he said something like you were the only like something like implied it and supposed to be i think it's supposed to be real for his character he's so flirty but in reality he yeah you know is loyal or whatever um but for some reason she thinks that's gonna make him like feel better and uh it's very confusing but also like he's like 14 like what are you doing yes um (laughs) there's one thing when it's coming from the pervert boys but when it's coming from the adults towards the children yeah like even if even if she is you know a broken person like all the people in this show are and 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 she genuinely is like you know the only way i know how to connect with a man emotionally is this way because i have a weird you know life experience and i'm stunted in my development because i spent a long time being a traumatized mute um yeah uh still like that's just he's that's a child (laughs) like Mm. um so that's a tough scene um but then we hear that Ray is alive in the hospital, but of course not. That's a clone. We know it's a clone. New day, new Ray. <laughs> um, and then we have some bit with Ritsko being like naked, torture interrogated by Sila. Yeah. And getting upset because she realizes that it was supposed to be Ray having that interrogation, but Gendo sent her instead. And then somehow to retaliate for that, she brings Misato and Shinji down to the dummy plug lab, reveals that it's full of naked, like, um, half-finished rays. Yeah. And when they go through an Ava graveyard. Yeah, pretty fucking pretty fucking cool yeah that was metal yeah it's like fucking big skeletons of semi-humanoid monsters yeah like, in these yeah. big cross-shaped pits yeah yeah like all right i like this this is good stuff it's good <laughs> shit um but then we have to have a um aggressively um sexually uncomfortable um uh um psychic breakdown and when Ritsuko basically is like, I don't like all these Ray dolls. Um, something, something, my mother. Something, 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 Gendo. I hate them all. And then she murders them all. I mean, they're not really yeah. alive yet, but she just destroys them all. Um, and makes Shinji and Misato watch as they're. And it's not just like a situation of like, you know, in other kind of like room full of clones scenarios where just like the lights go out in the tanks and you just like, no, you watch them all like dissolve. dissolve. Yeah, dissolve. And they're like all like eyes are open and they're like smiling at Shinji and Shinji's like, yeah, I'm loving this. Yeah, this is great. great. Thanks. I've been having a super day. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, and then she basically wants Misato to kill her and Misato doesn't, which fair. Yeah, it seems like I mean, it, it was implied that she was, you know, either romantically involved with Gendo or seeking to be romantically involved with Gendo. In the same way that her mother had yes. been, which is gross and weird. Yeah. Um, but Gendo seems like that kind of guy. Uh, this this show is revolving a lot more around domestic jealousy than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, it's not so much jealousy, because I don't feel like it's like, oh, they all want to sleep with Gendo. But it just, it's, it just seems like they all want his validation. Yeah, that's why I kind of use the word domestic yeah. as opposed to romantic, because it's like... Shinji, you know, they all are looking for parental. Everyone's got parent issues, but then they also sort of have a weird jealousy of each other's relationships with 
parents and some of those relationships are pseudosexual. Yeah, like Ritsuko's relationship with Gendo is clearly some kind of Electra complex because he's a father figure, not only because he banged her mom, um, but presumably there was kind of a mentor role and she really craves his approval. But they were also very clearly sleeping together at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, Now she feels rejected by him and loses the validation. He's obviously Shinji's father, and so Shinji is craving his validation. But the only person he gives any validation to is Rei, who is in some ways his daughter, but in some ways his dead wife. Right. And Asuka is an orphan, more or less, as is Masato. Yep. It's all about the parents in this one. And... Uh, Misato and Asuka are, you know, they're both trying to find validation from Kaji, but... But yet also both make a pass at Shinji. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, boy. It's complicated. I don't like any of this. (laughs) (laughs) Things only get a little more complicated than the next episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if the weird, if, if, um, if the sexual relationships were not clear enough... Oh boy. Um so yeah, let's talk about episode 24, The Final Messenger. Uh so th- this is where we get the the final, thank God, flashback to Asuka's mother's suicide. Ah, okay. Which of course Asuka had to like walk in on because sure. because this show can't see an opportunity to traumatize its characters and its audience and walk and, and not do that. Um uh, and and making a link between the moment Oscar realizes she's going to be a pilot and the moment she walks in on her mother's suicide, so that clearly Oscar being a pilot and Oscar's mommy issues. Let's just make sure those dots are a hundred percent connected. Um, so now because she can't pilot anymore, she's found herself useless. She's run away, much like the way Shinji did way back when. Um, but and is back in a bathtub. You know, having Asuka time. Um, but then Nerve shows up and brings her back home, presumably. Right. And she was in this, like, bombed out, like, apartment? Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. That's the scene where she was naked without nipples that I was confused on. Yeah, because there was a bathtub scene in the, in the previous episode or, or the one right. before when, you know. Um, uh, something about her in the water. I don't know. Yeah. Because um, we, when we meet her, it's a water episode and... I'm not sure what to do with that yet. But anyway, um, so she gets found. Shinji's having some Shinji time. And he, like the rest of us, is finally starting to connect the dots between Ray and Unit 1 and his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get some... I think Gendo and Ray have a... Or Gendo and um, Ritsuko have, have a... a I hate you, I hate you more conversation. Yeah. Looks great. <laughs> I like how even still, like, he's like, you destroy the dummy system. And she's like, yeah. And he's just like... Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, this guy just has, like, no emotions at all. Yeah. Um, so, everybody's just kind of sadding around and being a mopey emo jerk. Um, and Shinji's, like, doing that around one of the numerous crater lakes when he meets uh, everybody's favorite sexy ghost boy, Kaoru Nagisa. Yeah. The fifth children. The fifth children. Because... Of course, I thought we were done with that stupid way of talking about people, but no. Nope. The fifth children, um, who's who's in a bit of not at all foreshadowing, standing on top of a statue of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. And oh, he's 
His colors are black, white, gray, and red. Huh. Where have we seen that before? Oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sure this is just a normal kid. Yeah. And also looks like a male version of Ray. A little bit. It's fine. It's all fine. None of this. Don't worry about it. This is a normal kid here in the uh, third to last episode of the show. Uh Um, At first, I thought they were truly introducing like a new character. And I was like, are you serious? Like, Um, so Kaoru knows a lot about Shinji, um, but it's also very like kind and open to Shinji. And um, Shinji is clearly like drawn to him. Um, and then we have some cutaways to Nerve, and they're all like, he's suspicious, and sink rate. Um, uh, but that's just that's just a cutaway uh, to give Shinji and Kaoru time to get to the bathhouse yeah. that Nerve apparently has. Just a public bath as part of its facilities. Why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so these two teenage boys get naked together. Yeah. Alone. I mean, at, at Kaoru's... Karu, Karu, Karu's prompting. Yeah. And Shinji's like pretty damn eager. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shinji is like a hundred percent into this guy. He is. Um. Yeah. Shinji is. He's down. Um. But but also like. But Kaoru is like genuinely interested in Shinji and kind to him and like yeah. validating to him. Um. And also sexually forward with him. Yeah. But basically like. So you want to like bang? And Shinji's yeah. like, ah, uh, no thanks. And Kaoru's like, all right, that's cool. And I'm like, well, then Shinji's kind of like, but like maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but like not no. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's still have a sleepover and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just get naked and see what happens. <laughs> maybe, maybe not here at the bathhouse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, but but maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I. I read this a lot that, like, you know, when you think about Shinji's reaction with the other women in the show, how he never really sexualizes any of them. I always assumed it was because of mommy issues. Yeah. But now, and also his reaction to Asuka, where she, you know, the, the kissing scene. Yeah. Where he doesn't really react. Uh, but the second this guy shows any interest in him, he is, like, into it. So, Shinji's gay, I guess. Which Maybe. Is great. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if Shinji knows what Shinji is, but... He's definitely not not gay, <laughs> according to this scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, who knows where he lands, but... Yeah. But, um... There's a lot of options out there. Yes. But, Shinji is not ruling anything out. <laughs> right. He's um, not putting himself in any boxes, man. <laughs> but, but this is also the first time, whether it's sexualized or not, anybody has shown any, like genuine interest in him that's coming from like a like an actual like place of like human connection and admiration right like the time that asuka has like made any kind of advances towards him it's always been very clearly about asuka and her issues and her games you know what i mean right um i mean later on we we might learn a little bit that maybe she genuinely does have feelings for shinji but um and I think that that maybe comes out a little bit in some of the her psychedelic moments earlier on that, you know, maybe she does have feelings for him, but it's all kind of masked under her literal mountains of, of weirdness. Um, but yeah, like Kaoru's like genuinely interested in him as a person. And even when Misato like made her weird pass at Shinji before, like that wasn't really about them having a connection as people, you know? It's more like out of pity or consolation right, or, or something. Or, or confusion or something. Um, so they have a connection and 
it's clear like at the start that it's not necessarily sexual for Shinji, but this is this is this is this is a level of connection he's having with another person that he hasn't had anywhere else in the show. This is the closest thing to love that he's experienced since his mother disappeared inside of a robot monster, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's cool. But then, of course, we find out that Kaoru has shadowy connections to Sila and he is the vessel for Adam's soul. And Gendo has Adam's body, and somehow it's part of Sila's plan to connect those dots. Um, and, of course, he's the final angel. Of course. So he promptly takes remote control of Unit 2 starts and starts heading down to Terminal Dogma um, to do whatever it is that angels are supposed to do when they get to Terminal Dogma, which is what they've been trying to do the whole show, supposedly. Correct. Simultaneously, he's having internal dialogues. Where he's thinking, or perhaps speaking out loud, I forget. <laughs> uh, doesn't really matter. Um, about Lilins. Yeah. And, and like, a very sort of, like, anthropological or scientific approach to, like, what's going on and, and trying to, like, understand humans. But he mm-hmm. keeps calling them Lilins. Uh-huh. And refers to us at different points. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this is where I left my notes. I don't know what's going on. Okay. So... Um, there's some stuff that happens on the way down to and in Terminal Dogma. Some of this is a fight with Shinji. Shinji is naturally super conflicted about all of this. Yeah. Because not only does he feel that he has to fight angels, but also that he feels betrayed by Kaoru. Like, he's like, I thought we were friends and maybe more than friends. And what, dude? Yeah. Um, so they have a, 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 you know pretty intense conversation slash fight and in the process and and you're right i can't remember how much of this is stuff he tells shinji versus just his internal monologue but um here's what could be pieced together by a crazy person like me who's watched this several times and has confirmed it on the various evangelion wiki communities because of course (laughs) there's two and of course they hate each other oh Uh, my god So, so can I have a brief aside about about like fan communities on the internet Uh or like or like divisive binary communities on the internet? I was uh, looking. It makes me think of I was reading about um, there was news in the the making of a murder drama, which I hate at this point. But who isn't listening to it? Where they put up this you know hundred thousand dollar reward for information on the quote unquote true murderer, and then lo and behold, a convicted murderer in jail confesses to the murder um in a most preposterous way that is clearly just a way to, to get try and get the dollars and, and he included like his you know prison bank account like debit slip on it in the confession so it's like okay clearly not true yeah but anyway i, I jumped into the uh making a murder subreddit because i i know it's active and people i just want to see what people were saying about it and i stumbled across the fact that there are two very vehement communities to the point where they have separated into two other subreddits one called truthers and one called guilters god damn it half of which are convinced that Stephen avery is innocent and you know there's a setup and a cover-up where the other half are uh you know the other side Stephen avery's guilt <laughs> And 
they like have developed this i mean this true hate of one another to the point where they have memes about one another and how stupid the other side it's like oh my god like people will just pick anything and just pull themselves apart into tribes and go at it (laughs) it's like the um free folk versus uh song of ice and fire subreddits except uh probably not funny and also there's a dead woman (laughs) Yes, yeah, precisely. Like, we were arguing over someone's, you know, life in prison and murder and lots of things and the corruption of our potential corruption of our criminal justice system versus, like, you know, dragons. Yeah. So the fact that there are two competing EVA communities makes me curious, but also unsurprised. Yeah. Anyway, um, (laughs) so here's what we can pull together from some pretty heavy exposition and implication. So Kauru, obviously he's an angel. So when he's talking about the, we he's talking about angels and he's using Lilin and humans kind of interchangeably. Um, and then when he gets down to the bottom and sees this big white monster that he's expecting to be the body of Adam, he realizes it is actually Lilith. Lilith, ironically, also in the Sabrina show. Yeah, no, yeah, well, and and because uh, Lilith, uh, in certain versions of Genesis, was Adam's first wife. Right. Was bad. And was Lucifer's consort. Yeah. Pretty cool chick. Yeah. Um, So, um, and then he somehow, he has some kind of revelation. He sees that and he's like, oh, I see Gendo's trick. And then he... Some other stuff happens, but to go back. So there's Lilith, there's Adam. Um, the angels are descendants of Adam and humans are presumably descendants of Lilith. Um, and also AT fields are generated by souls and they are essentially physical manifestations of the boundary of self. Um, the AT, our, your individual AT field and my individual AT field is the, uh, is the physical manifestation of of whatever makes us separate individuals in a metaphysical, spiritual sense. That's the AT field. Angels and Avas generate AT fields that are so strong they can be turned into physical force fields. That's the AT field thing you were wondering about. When they were explaining some of this stuff, I was like, he was like, that's not Adam, it's, and I was like, Eve, like, Eva, like, cause I was, was like, I was like, ah, shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> close. Um, so, um, so that's kind of the info dump that happens there. And then Shinji gets to the bottom of Terminal Dogma. Ray is somehow there or maybe not there. Unclear. Ray is involved somehow. Looks like she's hanging out and watching. Yeah. But like Kaur also gives her like kind of a knowing glance like, oh, hey. So I don't know. Um, but then Kaur basically says after realizing that that's not actually Adam at the bottom of Terminal Dogma, and somehow figuring something out, he basically turns to Shinji and says, so here's the deal. Um, my whole my whole thing was I'm going to destroy humanity because that's my job as an angel. Um, but then I met you, Shinji, and you're such a cool dude that I changed my mind. And I don't want to kill humanity because if I kill humanity, I also kill you, and, and, and you're just tops. Um, but something, something, destiny. So... If you don't kill me, I'm going to end up killing all of humanity. So guess you got to kill me, pal. Yeah, that was a little unclear to me because that in exchange, I was just like, what is going on here? And then it ends in Shinji popping his head off. Yeah, but only after the coolest two minutes in anime where it's just 
a still shot for two minutes. Oh, yeah. Because I timed it. Because <laughs> every time I watch it, I'm like, this is longer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very long. It's longer than I remember. But it's really good because it goes on long enough for you to be like, wait, this is, are they, is, this is on purpose, right? Like, I, the music's still going, so this isn't, like, it didn't freeze. And yeah. then, like, you, you squint a little bit closer and you're like, oh, I can actually see, like, little, like, like grain in the like in the in the animation so this is this is still playing this isn't some this didn't glitch out on me where you know like one of those the audio kept going but the video freezes mm-hmm. like well this is ha- this is this is on fucking purpose isn't it and then you're like all right any second now any second now. all right this isn't funny anymore guys come on do something and then it goes on for another minute and you're like okay i get it <laughs> and then yeah just like squeezes it squeezes him to death um and then we just cut to them washing the blood off of unit yeah, one. It's brutal. Yeah. And um, Shinji's back at the lake being sad, talking to Misato, basically saying like, yeah, I killed the only person who ever loved me. Um, and that's it. That's the end of the episode. And that's yeah. the last episode of Evangelion that's going to make a lick of fucking sense. Oh, God damn it. I'm not kidding. Oh, man. Are they are next to that? Messed up. Holy shit. <sighs> Damn it. Because <laughs> I was struggling at the end of that one to know what was going on. Yeah. And, and hey, you want to know what gets worse? Um, there are uh, some important lines between Shinji and Kaoru in this episode that um, have been translated different ways in different versions of this, depending on which release you watch. And this has been going on is. ever since. Um, in some versions... Uh, in the in the bathhouse scene, uh, the words Kaoru uses uh, could easily be interpreted as or translated as um, I love you. Um, but they're also sometimes translated as I like you. Um, and the yeah, Netflix version I like is, you. Is, is I like you. And then uh, then when later um, Shinji's talking to Misato um you know, he, depend, again, depending on the version, sometimes it's, oh, you know, I, I'm sad, blah, 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 because he told me he liked me or he told me he loved me or the Netflix version, something like I was worthy of his grace. So, um, so yeah, which is it? <laughs> why yeah. are we changing it? Well, and it's weird because like, I don't know why I'm saying this, but like, I felt like this could use a little more time. Yep. Um, because... Even though you're right that Kaoru's, like, was paying Shinji a lot of attention in, like, a truly nice way, because every scene was so sexually charged, in my interpretation, with the way Shinji was acting, it felt like, 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 met, like, it just felt much more, like, surface level, like, sexual attraction, as opposed to, like, love, which can mean so much more, you know, like, romantic, or even, and with the weird way the show is kind of, uh juxtaposing like romantic love and familial love and the fact that he looked like ray who is a potentially a clone of his mother like i was just like i don't know like what so that would have changed it for me a little bit if they would have a built it to be a more loving kind of relationship but the fact that they kind of cut right to you know because this is a 17 minute episode and he's in it for all what you know 10 minutes of it and maybe more than that but you know what i mean so like we go from like meet this guy they're about to bone in a bath room and then he's the only person ever that ever loved me and it's like okay well like well it's a little quick uh yeah I, I don't know you get what i'm saying no i do I, and i think that um 
I also had a similar reaction in my first viewing or two um, where it does seem feel rushed. I mean, I think that so I don't know if it doesn't feel rushed to me now because I've just I've literally watched this episode several times. And I've also maybe mixing it up with uh, the third rebuild movie where um, they they're together for you know, they're interacting for almost the, the full run time of the time of the movie. So uh, their relationship is more time to develop. Um, and it develops in a slightly different way, too. But that's an aside. Um, but I guess I guess I could also be charitable and say that what matters is how Shinji interprets it. And even if it is a very short term thing, it has such an impact on Shinji because it's a it's a relationship that he's never felt before. It's something mm-hmm. that he he's needed for so long and had been deprived of. Um, and, you know, now he's getting it. So um, but I but it's interesting that you interpreted Kaoru's advances as I don't know if I'm overselling it here, but maybe even a little predatory. Almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because like, I don't it, get that vibe. Shinji but. seems so like eager and like you could tell he was like embarrassed a little bit. Yeah. And to me, that felt very much like. To me, I interpret it as like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Not only has Shinji had a shitty life and he's clinically depressed, he's also closeted. And all these sexually charged women around him who are making him confused, like are potentially closeted and like making him confused. And he's never really, he's surrounded by women and hasn't really had an opportunity. I mean, I guess the friends at school, but like we haven't seen them in however long. So they're out of my mind at this point. And it seemed like this person was almost... And didn't come across predatory in the way that, like, I don't know how to, this is going to make a distinction here, but, like, predatory and, like, not a, like, this guy's just trying to use Shinji for sex, but just, like, this guy knows who he is and what he wants. And I think he generally likes Shinji, but Shinji's not ready for this. Right. Because he's young and just, like, right. you know, he, he doesn't even, he seems like he's like, oh, I'm feeling something about this and this person, like, and that kind of relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, I, I, I can totally totally see that um that there's a little bit of a power imbalance maybe mm-hmm. um that seems older yeah even though like who care i mean i don't know why see, this is one thing i mean i know it was in some different times of the fucking 90s but like just make the kids like 17 or 18 and then like all a lot of the weird stigma can kind of at least it still can be weird but it's not like statutory <laughs> you know what i mean like things get a little bit more you can blur the lines a little bit be like well you know they're you know under certain laws they're fine to, to choose their adults or more or less adults under the law when it comes to sexual activity so like you know i don't know i just feel like why why make them 14 why not make them 16 or 18 does it really change the story that much i don't know i mean i think that there's something important about especially for oscar you know really being in in the gray area between child and adult yeah and speaking of that we didn't talk about during now i'm remembering if it was 22 or 23 i'm guessing it was 23 22 because they make sort of a big deal of her being on her period yeah i think it's to your point about this because like not they mention it during the sync like the sync rate test yeah like oh it's because she's on her period no and then she is like in pain and talking about it and making comments like i don't even want to have kids yep. like blah, blah blah and it's all related to this like weird place she is she views herself as like not a kid and just almost like distrustful of kids and kitty things yep um it's just it was really interesting but me, you made me think of it thinking about asuka is like not yeah yeah no and and i think that it's it's a weird thing to 
draw so much attention to. I do think it was a little bit important in lore building to establish that the Ava pilot connection is like all it's all, you know, mental, emotional, the physical, physical things don't play in. You know, I think, Mm, you know, kind of important to kind of reinforce that um, just so the themes work a little bit better. Um, And I mean, I think it's also worth reminding us that these characters are, you know, um, still at the mercy of their bodies and all the things that are going on inside their bodies. And um, and then I think also there's probably something and maybe it doesn't resonate that much, but I think that there's there's so many themes of uh, motherhood that are being thrown around in this little mini arc that having Asuka like reject the idea of motherhood is probably important. I don't really know how it connects, but I'm sure if I thought thought harder about it, I could. Well, kind of juxtaposes her against Ray. Yeah, who's adopting the more um, maternal role when she sacrifices herself for Shinji. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and you know when she sacrifices herself in that sort of reverse childbirth scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thinking ahead, mm-hmm. two episodes left. Kind of. Kind of. And I kind of want to just like review where the pieces are at on the board. Okay. So this was allegedly the last. Yep. Angels come from Adam. Yep. Humans, Lilins, which I only just now put together, come from Lilith. Yep. Sela sent the last angel. Yes. Sela and Nerve have, are, 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 um, having some kind of falling out. Correct. Sela was trying to get the angels to terminal dogma in order to, reunite the soul of adam with the body of adam which would have done could question something uh third impact why that matters is unclear but or maybe that's the human instrumentality project unclear but that's the goal and it would have been cataclysmic but two things got in the way one that's really lilith down there which is somehow part of gendo's plan two um Kaoru decided he didn't want to massacre humanity through the third impact slash instrumentality project. So the, the big question then is what is Gendo's plan? Yeah. And is it good or bad? Um, and I still don't really feel like I know. Yeah. Because it feels like no, I, 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 due to his trickery, he prevented the third impact. Mm hmm. So, I'd be hard pressed to understand why he would want a third impact in the first place, but that was a potential theory in my head. Although it seems like he could have skipped all this nonsense and made it happen pretty easily early on. So there must be some alternative path that he's pursuing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like, all right, here's my, I'm going to put, I'm going to, if I was a betting man, which I am not, if I was, my guess is that over the course of these next two episodes and possible i don't know do the two episodes and the movie like do they kind of have the same like story beats or is it just like <laughs> no these are just entirely different endings um there are there are, are people who believe that they are um that they happen that that the broadcast endings and the movie endings happen simultaneously or oh, they're both canon uh depends on who you ask okay um, you betrayed me. They could be both canon in the way that they are just, here's what's going on during this, you know, like, oh, this is just an extended sequence of this event. Um, 
so that they are both canon in that regard. Um, there is uh, a school of thought that says they don't happen simultaneously, but they are essentially two potential timelines and therefore both kind of canon because they never really come down on which one is the real timeline. Um, there is a school of thought that says the movie endings are explicitly a commentary on the fan reaction to the broadcast endings. Oh, Jesus Christ. We'll talk about it. Okay. Well, um, what I'm expecting, there's kind of two routes that can go, Okay. Right? I don't really know the mechanics because this is all nonsense. <laughs> it is nonsense. <laughs> uh, as far as like... I can't predict something that's going to happen here. Like I could predict in like a Sanderson novel where it's like, all right, he's laid out a bunch of yep. gears. I know how all, all the magic together works. To I know who all the yeah. characters are. No, not going to happen. Oh, no, we're going to introduce an incredibly crucial character in the last 17 minutes of the show. Oh, God. I mean, that's um, what they did here, you know, with Kaoru. Yeah, yeah. So Kaoru kind of felt like, uh, what was that character's name? Zane from, bad name, by the way, uh, from the second Mistborn book. Right. Remember the random guy that shows up and kind of gets a love triangle with Vin? Yes. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know Sanderson is a big anime fan, so it's possible. Yeah. Um. Anyway, two potential routes yep. here yep. are that Gendo is definitely an asshole, mm. but not evil, and has been manipulating all these pieces to accomplish a greater good in sort of that, like, you all thank me in the end kind of way good gendo impression by the way thanks <laughs> uh alternatively uh-huh. gendo is evil and we get the last episode where i don't know say gendo's in an eva and Gen- shinji's in an eva and they fight no that's not gonna happen no I'm, i'll tell you right now that ain't gonna be it <laughs> no but that that shinji as our best boy shinji needs to confront and defeat his father's evil plans I don't really have a strong feeling which way that will go. Mm -hmm. I feel like the fact that they portray Sila as pretty evil Mm -hmm. makes me feel like if Gendo is opposed to them, it makes for a more interesting foil if he's not evil, trying to do something positive for the world, regardless of maybe what that means for the people closest to him. Um, The motivation being that, oh, perhaps he's trying to save the world. Uh, and through some way, some like so, some mechanism that's nonsense, or the motivation for him being evil is that you know something, something, his dead wife, something, something, that. Now, once again, still confused on why Sila went from weird colored old goons to big like big black floating monoliths. Yeah, um, cooler. Yeah, don't get me wrong, like upgrade. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Are you with me so far? Uh, I'm with you. Am I missing anything crucial that I should be factoring into my theorizing? It's hard for you to answer since well, you know how it ends. I, well, I mean, I know as I know how it ends as much as anybody knows how it ends. You, you know the <laughs> frames that happen on screen. Yes, I do. Um, I guess I would put it to you this way. Um, what about the last several hours of anime that you've watched makes you think this is going to end in anything like a conventional way? Let me ask you. Okay, let me, let, let, let's 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 uh, let's do this. What would be the most bonkers way you could see this ending? I don't know, like Shinji 
bangs the clone of his mom and Gendo goes crazy and causes a third impact. Like, I don't know, something ridiculous. Like, I mean, I could come up with even more ridiculous. Yeah, what's even more ridiculous? Let's keep going. Come on. Oh, God. Um, I, I mean, that's kind of a hard thing to. Okay, sure. To ask. Um, so, yeah, I just want you to think about what could be the most ridiculous bonkers. Um, what is the most Evangelion possible way this could end? You know what we should do, Greg? Uh-huh. I'm going to put you on the spot okay. here. I'm going to see you in, like, four days. Okay. We could, like, send the ladies on a walk for, like, approximately 44 minutes. Oh, I like where you're going No, no, no. This. 34 minutes. Even better. And watch the last two episodes again. <laughs> I like, I like this. So what if we did, what if we, what if we plan to do things this way? Because what I was thinking about was like, I really want to capture your reactions to the broadcast endings before the movie endings. Okay. So yeah, you're going to swing by on Sunday. We can watch them together, uh, the, the, the broadcast endings, and then we can do a quick little record to capture those raw reactions. And then we can watch the movie ending, react to that, and I'll squish them together. Sounds good to me. Ooh. Oh, it's going to be a weird afternoon. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I just... I mean, we're going to we're gonna need to run that by our respective bosses. Oh, no. But... No, it's fine. It's fine. The, uh, the, the weather will be nice. Yeah. Um, um, we'll just make sure the kid's out of the house, because there will be profanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be screaming, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, you will. Consistently and... and <laughs> Again, like, just over the next couple of days, just brainstorm, like, what is the most, you know... Like, what's the what's the dumbest, weirdest, like, if I wanted to end, if, 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 if I was, you know, if I was the creator of this and I was sitting there and I, I was getting to the end of my series and I was like thinking, all right, fans think this is getting weird. I'll show those fuckers weird. <laughs> and then multiply that by eight. And then what <laughs> would you come up with? I'm excited. I just like, you know, like you get to the point where like you start thinking of just like, it's hard to, it's a really hard thing to ask oh, because- yeah. You're like, well, clearly it's going to involve something that is in the show, but like, I'm not going to say like, oh, well, you know, just like they merge it with another anime or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. But like, <laughs> <laughs> turns out it was a secret prequel for Dragon Ball Z all along. It's like, no, no. I just want to be writing know. everything you say here. I just want to be like writing down <laughs> so I can be like, <laughs> God damn it. I'm really nervous. Oh, I'm excited. This is, oh, what a journey we're going to go on together. Uh, okay, everybody. Okay. So, um, everybody, uh, what's coming next is obviously episodes 25 and 26, which are naturally filed in the Neon Genesis Evangelion section of your local Netflix. Um, and then uh, the movie, The End of Evangelion, which is an alternate extended length 25 and 26. Um if you want to watch the other Evangelion movie that's available on um, Netflix, which is Evangelion Death Colon True uh, Squared. <laughs> I don't know how they... Uh, you can, but that movie is mostly a recap of the broadcast series um, and some of the first part of the movie, The End of Evangelion. You don't really need to watch it. There's no new content in there, really. Um Unless you feel like you want to recap um, of the events of the show. So um, I would encourage everybody watch episodes 25 and 26 and then watch the end of Evangelion, um, compare and contrast, and we'll discuss.
Is the end of Evangelion on Netflix yep. as well? Yep. Okay. And the rebuilds are as well? No. The rebuilds are on the Pirate Bay. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, the first three rebuilds, um, or, you know, uh, you can pay to watch them too. They're not as hard to find in terms of physical media as um, as the original series used to be, but um, there is not, as far as I know, a, a convenient free streaming way to watch the rebuild movies. The three of the four that have been released Fourth one comes out in the spring. Oh. Fourth and final. Or so they How say. Convenient. But they've been releasing uh, trailers and, like, footage from it. So, I think they're serious this time. Okay. They were supposed to be finished in 2012. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Pulling pull the old George R. R. Martin, Oh, huh? boy. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I think we got a good play moving ahead. And then we will be moving on to greener pastures. Unless our brains break. I'm not ruling Which it out. Which is possible. Which is possible. I, I'm... I, I'm it's possible that this project has broken my brain because now all I really want to watch is Evangelion. Oh, and like, oh it's no. like, it's just, you know how certain people like something happens to them and then like the only food they want to eat is like French fries. I mean, that's the only food I want to eat all the time anyway, but <laughs> yes, yes. But in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Where it's just like, they don't, th- th- that's it. That's all they can process and all they're really interested in. That might be what happened to me. So, Okay. Well, Doctor? I guess my challenge will be to come up with some topics or perhaps another let's watch to cleanse your palate. If it's even possible. I mean, I might just be I might just be a, a broken man now. Critically broken. Yeah. Your sink rate just <laughs> so low or too high. Yeah, one no, I, I can't think that's a problem. Me. I think my sink rate is up to 600 <laughs> percent. You become absorbed. Into yes, the show. I've, been, I've been turned into orange goop and it's it's over for me now. <laughs> Gross. Yep. Uh <laughs> Well, I'll have to pull Masato and um, call you out lovingly or something. Yeah, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. All right, buddy. We should stop recording. Yes, I'm going to press the stop button and then I'll see you on Sunday. Um, and we can see what's left of our psyches after that. All right. Later. Bye. Bye.